whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. Well, here it is. My 2016 conversation with Daisy Egan yielded lots of intermissions, and here's the last one. It's kind of a random collection of thoughts and ideas. I hope you enjoy the last piece of my conversation with Tony Award winner and wonderful human being, Daisy Egan. We join the conversation already in progress. It would be interesting to see this done again today. I mean, I think it would be, I think stripped down would be great, and I think it would be a far more multicultural. It, I cast. would like it to be. It yeah, would to be. it would have to be. There's yeah. no excuse for it not to be. These right. Days. I mean, that is a white show. I'm now. It's. I mean, it is white. Yeah. <laughs> white. Yeah. Appropriate to the setting, but uh, yeah. that doesn't really make. But any I think difference you could anymore. totally get away with. You know, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be as like white Secret as it Garden, is. Like Secret Garden. When when they were casting this, you know, this co-production, mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna do like, like an African American Lily, or, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if they can. I mean, you know, you can because yeah, you can, right. right? But well, there's certainly a lot more pressure on the original cast of something as opposed to revival and or yes. regional productions. Yes. The original cast, you sort of you're cementing something. It, right. That's how people treat it. Right, anyway. and these days it's like mm, you don't really have an excuse. Yeah, you can kind of do whatever you want. <laughs> so just cast it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah, people get really hung up on it in a sad way. Yeah. Um, but I think with revivals, especially, like I think it's actually probably more encouraged to yeah. like let's let's. Let's see what we can do with this thing. Right. It's been a success. Right. You never, I mean, the truth of it is you never know until you try. You never know until you, you try. You never know until, I mean, and I think that that is hopefully one of the good things that will come out of. I'm really interested to see what the crop of musicals influenced by Hamilton oh looks like. Because you know we're going to get some tone deaf ones. Yes. Produced by some very big people. Yes. We're like, look, they're African-Americans talking about Abraham Lincoln. Uh, and they're, it's great, right? And you're like, well, uh, yes, yes, but you've missed right, the, right. you've missed the magic. Like there, there will be some some attempts to market it, but there will be hopefully some people being like, no, no, we can cast. Well, I think that's part of maybe why we're having such a beautiful renaissance in musical theater is that there are so many different voices finally mm-hmm. being able to tell their stories. Yeah. Like for so many years, it was just old white dudes. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Um, and now we have not old white dudes exclusively right. um, being able to, tell their story and it's like yeah. with it's like within the heights it's like you know he grew up in a neighborhood where on every corner it was a different kind of music and so he gets to bring that into his art mm-hmm. um and it's not so homogenous which i think is right really beautiful it is yeah. and it's 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 that also that we went through this terrible period as you i'm sure you're acutely aware where it felt like first every musical had to be based on a movie, like that was the oh, law, yeah. and then the law became at some point every musical had to be self-referentially ironic. Uh-huh. That was a really weird. Fi- and some of those shows are my. F- I mean, I love Book of Mormon, I love Drowsy Chaperone, uh-huh. I love Avenue Q. They weren't all great though. Right, <laughs> they right. weren't all those shows. Right. And now we seem to have come to a place where the authors are saying, no, a musical can be 
genuine whatever right literally whatever and it yeah. may work it may not but it's it's whatever we can have a musical about 9-11 we can have a musical about a lesbian cartoonist whose dad kills himself we got a multicultural musical about american history we yeah. can have like we can literally do anything whatever it's so great and the form like that's how i feel that's why i say that that this is the golden age i feel like the form has reached that like when because the golden age of hollywood was when they were like we're making movies about whatever we want right. at, a, at a huge rate and that's how i feel right now the problem is they're still really expensive <laughs> they're too expensive i don't know why they're so expensive Oh, I'm sure it. there's a reason. Like, I, I really believe somebody, there's a reason. I don't, I'm not saying Other it's a good... Other than just, like, greed. Well, I'm not saying it's a good reason. I'm just saying <laughs> I believe there's a reason. Aye, aye, aye. That's what That's my dream, and that's my hope, and I hope I'm right. <laughs> I hope uh, you are, too. And I hope it lasts a while. Because yeah. I've, I've been out of the game for a long time, so I wouldn't mind being back during the golden age. That'd be good. That's it a good nice. time to... Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. I was thinking about that recently, about... It is. It's a really exciting time, and and who knows what's going to be coming mm-hmm. coming down the pike, and and I'm excited that I get to yeah be here for it. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's funny to. I mean, you had the great, hopefully, the great advantage of having been. You were there mm-hmm. at one point, and now you're coming back around in yeah. another it's, in another iteration. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's a rare experience. Yeah, I feel very lucky to be going through this and you it's know, funny because I'm thinking also of, of Once on this Island because that was another one that mm-hmm. I listened to a lot and that's another story of like you know a young person trying to find their purpose and their love and, and their happiness and their joy and um, you know and, and how hard that can be oh yeah and does not have a traditionally happy oh, ending either. I mean, the two characters do not, uh, they don't ride happily is, off into the sunset. That, I think that ending is supposed to be beautiful, but I was always just like, that sucks. <laughs> That's the worst. Well, it is. It's funny that, because there's happy endings and then there's happy endings. <laughs> and, like you know, like that show does not have a no. Disney happy ending. No. It has a long form like kind of legend happy ending but it isn't like but it isn't the, you're right it's not the ending you want no. you don't want you want everyone to, to be okay right. and to get it's i remember having a conversation with my uncle about american beauty when it came out and saying that american beauty had a happy ending and him just being <laughs> the guy gets killed there's, does not have a happy end I'm like, no no the, you don't he achieves enlightenment yeah. like a higher state of being he's like he's Dead. I'm like, all right, okay, all right, fine, okay, okay. fine. But he's fine. still narrating his own story, right? But he's still. That's what I kept saying. I said Stanley Kubrick once said that every ghost story is a, every horror movie is a, a happy movie because if it's got ghosts in it, it means there's something after we die. So oh, then, in general, sure, it's sure. Op- like on balance, it's optimistic, right? Which I think is such an interesting, <laughs> of course, explains a lot about The Shining. I think yeah. also, you know, he hated The Shining. Kubrick did? Yeah, uh, no, not Kubrick. Um, King. King. Stephen King. King hated. King. Oh, yeah. absolutely hated because The Shining. It just, it was so Cause it wasn't anything like the book. Yeah. yeah. Just was a movie about it's, it's domestic a, violence. Yeah. Well, that movie's... Oh. I love The Shining. So I, you know, I saw it as a kid and couldn't sleep for right. easily a month. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it again, you know, more in the last five years or so. And I was like, this is a movie about a woman being terrorized by right. a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, all right. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's... That's interesting. That's interesting. I, I've seen it probably five or six times. I teach teach it sometimes here not the whole thing i teach scenes from it and what i like about it is i think every time i watch it it's a different movie there's Uh something i Uh forget like one time i remember in in college watching it and kind of thinking it was a comedy 
gone wrong were you, because were you stone? I was pretentious. Is what I <laughs> was pretentious. Let's be honest. Pretentious or stone? I was very Same pretentious. Thing. I could have been. Probably not. I think when I came up with that, I was sober. But I was definitely pretentious. And in that film major way, right, you know, right, you're just right. like, oh, this movie's really about, you know, whatever. I get it. Yeah. Because it is so extreme. That was sort of my yeah. thought. And you cast, like, Shelley Duvall, oh, who's God, a comedic actress. I know. I, well, I didn't feel, I have oh. to say, I was able to watch that movie with emotional detachment until I watched The Making of. Have you ever seen that? Oh. Where you see how Kubrick treated her on that oh. set to get that performance out of her. And did I you just, hear the thing that just came out about Last Tango in Paris? I absolutely did. Oh, my God. Isn't that the most disgusting oh thing God. you've ever... I, I, I never liked that movie. I, I haven't bothered to, to begin. It. It's... It's it's one of those movies that when you study film, it comes across your transom. Right, right. And I remember watching it in, I think, grad school and just thinking, this is the most awful, yeah. awful movie. Yeah. And kind of then being like, all right, whatever. And then, yeah, lately, no, it's got to be. That's horrifying. Oh, God. That is oh, absolutely. I, I was talking to somebody about it recently, and he was like, eh, it was the 60s. And I'm like, no, no, that's no, no, not... no, 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 no. That's a fight I get into no. a lot with uh, with my students. Okay. Is this idea of like, well, it was it was then. It was okay. I was like, no, no, it was never okay. No, it was never. We just didn't realize <laughs> right. how not okay it was. Right. Yeah. It's it's still not okay. Right. It wasn't okay then. Right. It's not. That's not a good excuse. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, the 60s. Like right. <laughs> hey, man. It was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah, right. Correct. But it was still... But it was still <laughs> we were still human beings. Yes, absolutely. And they knew what they were doing. You can tell by the way right. they talk so, about it oh, that they knew what they were disgusting. doing. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> oh, the other album that I thought about picking for you was Romance, Romance, and I cannot right. find it anywhere. Oh, really? Digitally. Digitally, yeah. You can buy the CD on Amazon and right. whatever, but For I didn't $40. have that kind of time. Right. I used to own the LP. Oh, um, yeah. Alison Fraser gave me the LP. And and I loved it. I mm -hmm. loved it. And I could imagine going back to that show and being like, Ooh. Yeah, that's always a danger with Whoa. those. This isn't what I thought it was. There are a couple of really great songs in it. Mm -hmm. um, but that might be one of those songs that, that sh one of those shows that doesn't doesn't age. Doesn't really. Like, I yeah. went back and watched uh, Joe versus a Volcano, and I was like, this is a terrible movie. I know, but it's I so... I remember liking it so but much. it's so wonderfully terrible. Oh. <laughs> I love... That movie is so... So ambitiously bad. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I love Meg Ryan. My favorite Meg Ryan character in that movie is the middle one, is the one with the poetry. That's my favorite. Oh, my God. Her iteration of yes. That movie oh, is so... I loved movie. that movie when I, when so did I was I. little. And I remember I bought it. And I was like, this was a great movie. And I threw it in. I mean, like, yeah. well. You know what I bought recently? Do you remember uh, when we were young, there was a Alice in Wonderland that was a televised movie version. Oh, yeah. Like, all of everybody was yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching it on TV, and I remember it being really weird. And the only thing I could really remember from it was Carol Channing mm -hmm. turning into a sheep and saying, you've been bad. Oh, sure. Okay. Bad. And, that was the uh, one that was like, it was both Looking Glass and... Yes. Yeah. Okay, and yes. So it was at the Ralph's okay. grocery store for like, check it out, 99 cents. Right. You know, and I was like, yeah. oh my God, I remember that. Yeah. So we watched it and... Well, don't you remember? <laughs> that was another thing where it was like, what was going through people's minds? <laughs> Oh my God! Well, this the eighties. Yeah, this is a story that everyone knows the title of, and it's in the public domain. So we're just going to uh, do that. Oof! Yeah. I mean, it was like 
Yeah. Just, I can't imagine. I haven't. I've seen it. I haven't seen it in, I'm saying, you 30 years. You should try to go try back. Try to find that again. Well, it was 99 cents. I'll pick it up and, and watch it. And you can today. tell where the commercials are because I love just, that. You know, like, oh, yeah. Because everything and, just fades out yeah. and it fades up and it's exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. My boyfriend <laughs> would be like, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland brought to you by. Right. Carnations and breakfast. Oh, like, right. <laughs> those great uh, soup ads with Jimmy Stewart probably uh-huh. is what we're playing oh in the middle God. of those. Yeah. So Commercial great. nostalgia. Ugh. I love it when, when, when we watch uh, any of the Charlie Brown specials with my son on the DVD now, I remember the tape we had, oh my God. which had the commercials edited out, but not like perfectly. So it would always be like that stuff, you... York Peppermint Patty. <laughs> and you'd be like, and then like, I still hear that when that section comes oh, up and then it so loops great. out. Yeah. I think those things are great. Yeah. My parents got rid of all those tapes and I totally get it. They take up a lot of space, but I wish they, they still existed. transfer them to DVD? No. I they recently just went back them all. and transferred all my VHS tapes to DVD. Oh, good. And there was something that I was on, like a news thing or whatever mm-hmm. it was, a soap opera, whatever. And I was Doing it on high speed, doing sure. it at high speed, and suddenly uh, an Excedrin commercial goes by with um, Brian Cranston. Oh yeah! Oh, those are the best. I couldn't. I I was like, holy! That was Brian Cranston doing the Excedrin commercial. I remember there was a commercial, an anti-drug commercial when we were kids. That was a guy does a bump of coke and then goes, I do coke so I can work longer, so I can earn more, so I can do more coke. And then he like works in a circle doing that over uh, and over again. And I remember as a kid that had a like really clear effect on me yeah. of being like, oh, wow, like that's messed up. And I went when I, I realized that on YouTube you could find these things. I looked it up and it's John Michael Higgins from Christopher Guest movies in, uh, in Best in Show. It's him and uh, Michael McKeon are a couple. Oh, OK. Uh, I, somehow yeah, I knew, John Michael Higgins. Somehow that's, I knew I, that's I who you were talking about. Me, um, even though I didn't remember his name. Yeah, and it's just so funny that it's like, oh, I know you. I know who you I'm like, that's what you were doing. Like, you were working then. It's so you, fun yeah. that, yeah, and you were you just... Were paying your bills. Absolutely, like you do. Hoping somehow that somebody. Mm-hmm. You see, saw, J.K. Simmons is one of those actors who you'll yes, see in, like, everything. everything. I also saw Brian Cranston in an X-Files. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did a pretty famous X-Files, Yeah, I the think. one with the, like, the, head, the yeah, headache. The headache on, with Tide to Excedrin. Look at that. Um... And, of course, that was Vince Gilligan, wasn't it? Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, all of Vince Gilligan. Like, Vince yeah. Gilligan just brought them all back. Just grabbed them all from where he could Good where he him. could find them. Hey. That's... I, I love a loyal person. I'm, I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. Person. I like that scene. I like it when you see movies and you see the same mm-hmm. actors and, like, a lot of the directors. Yeah. Unless, movies. unless it's, like, straight-up nepotism. Well, yes. Like, that's, all right. that's a little problem. Yes, Godfather 3 does get a little. <laughs> gets a little bit of, you know. She just wasn't an actress. It's not her fault. <laughs> Much better writer and a director. She's not an actress. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> the 90s was certainly a time. Oh, the 90s. The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Daisy Egan for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. (laughs) 